sausages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about television commercials. We talk about good ones, we talk about bad ones, and we talk about ones where people say weird shit like this. You have a really loud whisper. I think they heard us. My name's Andrew Walsh, I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hey Veeves. Hi Andrew. Uh, fun show today, mixing things up a little bit. Um, I was reading a really interesting uh Article apparently, if you were thinking about maybe running a commercial in uh, this year's Super Bowl, I was during this year's Super Bowl. Don't make it yet. Oh, okay. Don't make it yet. NBC has done uh, some analysis of past ads, and they are now advising potential advertisers how to make a good, effective Super Bowl commercial. Okay. So before you make, have you already entered in production? Well, I've invested some money. Let's just put it that okay. way. Well, you I'm might a, I'm wanna... a few clamshells in. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to tell you via but don't NBC make. I don't want to throw good clamshells after bad clamshells. <laughs> don't shells. throw good clams after bad. That's for sure. Ooh, speaking of bad clams. God, I wish I had a transition because I want to say speaking of bad clams, but let me just move on and say uh, you also uh, want to do a bit of a roundup of some new commercials that we've been seeing yes, lately. Yes, the, the Lazy Man's production. <laughs> Let's do a roundup. I'm trying to think of a good, like, the, a grab bag. I was like, Mr. I'm trying to think of titles like Mr. G- Grabber Bagger. Yes. That, that doesn't sound good. I hope, you, I hope you got the animation right. <laughs> Let's not do that. The Legend of Grabber Bat bands, <laughs> the legend of grabber bands. We'll workshop that one. Okay, so anyway, you want to play some new ads? Plus, I missed one that I was going to play for you last week. My favorite football-related commercial that was supposed to be in last week's show, and I totally left it off the show sheet. So uh, uh, we'll we'll fix that. Uh, plus the ad council. I put together the ad council today, and I am super excited about it. We have some. How good stuff. I can't wait. Almost Tumgus. <laughs> Almost too much good stuff. Uh, we got some voicemails. I'll just leave it's it at Jumgus, that. It's Jumgus, just enough good stuff. <laughs> yes, you're going to love what the counselors have brought us today. Uh, very quickly, though, before we get into our uh, first story, a uh, quick announcement. You are kind of taking over local media. As well, a matter of fact, we, we I guess are. we both are. You and I are both going to be on Cairo Radio this Friday here in Seattle. That's K-I-R-O Radio. Um Oddly, we're not going to be on together. I think it's for the best. <laughs> yeah, probably. They're, spl- they're, they're splitting us up with some more uh, professional broadcasters. I guess you're a professional broadcaster. So you got an email on Friday from our friends over at Cairo Radio, and, and I guess we had known that uh, Ron of the Ron and Don show had said, hey, you'd make a good fill-in at some point. Who, uh, who very generously uh, guested on our show. Yeah, you guys probably remember Ron from maybe five or six episodes ago. Well, Don is out, and so you're going to be uh, filling the role of Don on the Ron and Don show. From that's, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. live on commercial radio that's this right. Friday. I will be co-hosting Drive Time Radio in Seattle um, with no prior experience, with zero radio experience. Yeah. live. I used to come. To, I used Can to, I keep saying live? It's live. I used to sometimes show up when you had a live show from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. and I just wander into the studio and you'd like let me crack a mic. So I guess that's the sum total yeah. of my live but you're, radio experience. You're co-hosting this thing, and this is drive time. That's what they tell me. So listen in. It could go 
crazily wrong. <laughs> Which would be really fun for the listeners. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm going to be filling in, in uh, earlier in the day, too, on the uh, Tom and Curly show. That's from 9 to noon. But that's not that big of a deal. All right. Anyway, I'm dying to hear you. Uh, I'm dying to hear you on the Ron and Don show. I hope people will tune in. I think they will. Are you going to try to get some commercial talk in there? Are you going to try to promote the podcast? Well, I I think they'll let me mention it. Yeah, I'm not sure what the rules are. I think he'll introduce you. Hopefully, Ron will introduce you as the host of After These Messages, a podcast about commercials. Yeah. I mean, it's good that we have... Listen, I'm not saying that we have the best podcast in the world right here, but... We don't. But we definitely have a podcast that you can describe very quickly when introducing somebody on the radio, and that's something I don't have on the yeah, other show I work on. that's true. So, all right, well, I'm dying to tell you about uh, how to make your own Super Bowl commercial, so let's get into some commercials. Well, today, you know, this week I'm hosting Drive Time Commercial Radio in Seattle. Next week, who knows? Maybe I will be buying a Super Bowl ad. Maybe Ron and Don will buy a Super Bowl ad, and they're going to need you. Yeah, I mean, you know, life comes at you fast. <laughs> commercials in the news! All right. Well, if you are thinking about buying a, a Super Bowl ad, you might be in the minority. Wait, what the hell am I talking about? Of course you're in the minority. Not very many people buy Super Bowl ads. But here's what I'm getting at here. <laughs> Apparently, even though we hear so much about the fracturing of people's attention as far as what they're watching on TV and that if you're going to put money into advertising on TV these days, you want a live event. And the Super Bowl is still the quintessential live event to get as many eyeballs as possible on your ad. Yet, apparently in the past five years, uh, networks are having harder and harder times attracting Super Bowl advertisers because it's super expensive. There's way more pressure to cut through because it's the commercials... People used to joke around when I was growing up, like, oh, I watch it for the commercials. But now it's like such a spectacle. It really is. There's so much coverage before, after. Um, I mean, we got onto, again, like, now, you know, a, a large metropolitan area radio show because they wanted to talk about commercials. Oh, when commercials. we were on KCRW yeah, in we were, LA, yeah. We were on LA's um, public radio station. And yeah, it, I agree. I, I, can, I can understand. It's like a weird paradox, sort of. Like, it's... There's a lot of attention, but it seems like in some ways the attention actually distracts from the uh, the intended purpose of commercials, which is selling you stuff. Yeah, I mean, some of the most successful, quote-unquote successful ad campaigns would be horrible commercials. Probably Cars for Kids are probably killing it because they just, they they make cheap ads, they spend all their money on yeah. getting them, getting a lot of cheap airtime and just running it into the ground until it's stuck in your head. Now, if, I, each, each Cars for Kids ad is not a tiny piece of art. No, not at all. Outsider art, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, so anyway, there's that. And of course it is like they realize that it's the premier space. So it's getting more and more expensive and they have to do a kind of supply demand thing here. They're charging 5 million NBC is this year for a 30 second ad. I can't remember what it was last year. Probably, I think around the same. And of course uh, it was Fox who held the Super Bowl uh, last year. It's been three years, I think, since uh, NBC has done this. And, um, I think last year Fox uh, – no, I think they said three years ago NBC announced that they finally had like 
fulfilled their whole slate of commercial spots only like a week or two before the Super Bowl, meaning that people were pushing it later and later to commit to that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. We don't know what Fox and CBS got the past two years. But anyway, NBC is being very careful now. They want to make sure that they want to attract the people to buy these spots. And so they did some analytics. They looked at... um, they looked at the last four Super Bowls and analyzed the ads using a bunch of metrics that I don't have in front of me right now, but I don't I don't think it's that's the most interesting part of if the story. If there's one word that gives marketing people a boner, it's analytics. Yeah, right. I know. As a matter of fact, I'm even it's even working for me a little bit. <laughs> All right. Um, so here's what we learned. Let me just bullet point a few of these for you. Um, they say don't include both a puppy and a cute kid. This is all from uh ad age, I want to say. Credit to ad age. Uh, by the way, no more stories this month from Ad Age as I've used, We've up, used up all our free ones. <laughs> all my free ones. And yeah. I even tried the trick you showed me and I still can't break through. Uh, so enjoy this. That's why I'm drawing it out. So they say don't include both a puppy and a cute kid in your ads. It's too much. And there's like a what's the, the term? Um, it's a diminishing results. Okay. Diminishing returns. The law of diminishing returns on that, yeah. Um, Don't put a puppy and a cute kid in. They say for car makers, children work best. Uh, Animals perform especially well with food or beverage brands. Okay. That kind of makes sense, right? I mean, I guess so. I would love to... The I would absolutely love to get the psychologist or whatever, whoever did the research on this to explain the thinking or the, the logic that applies here, because I bet it's fascinating. Yeah, but let's just kind of apply what we know from doing the Industrial show for the Industrial psychology is truly fascinating. Um, car commercials, we think of the Subaru ones that are very focused on family, the, the kids growing up, safety, yeah. kids, all of that, like, you know, so I understand why kids work better. I do think of the one, I think also a Subaru ad, with the dog, the dog bucket list. Yeah. That's the only, like, kind of, like, really effective animal automobile ad I can think of. Yeah, it is the only effective one, although I, there is an ad that has a bunch of golden retrievers riding around in a car, like, they're <laughs> yeah, the, like, they're, right, but yeah. what, what car brand is it? No clue. Um, um, I think of uh, the little kids, again, a Super Bowl ad, uh, the little kid who's Darth Vader, mm-hmm. you know, and his dad starts, starts his car with the remote control and his little Darth Vader. So again, children work for cars. They say if you want to use animals, that's good for food and beverage brands. Because mm-hmm. when you eat food, you like to think about animals. <laughs> well, uh, they brought back Spuds McKenzie last year, I'm thinking. Yeah, I wonder um, how that worked out for Bud. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Budweiser just has so many different kinds of campaigns. They're thrown so much at the wall. Yeah. It's hard to say, like, how they even measure success. Yeah. You know? That is, and I bet they find that hard, too. Um, okay, so more advice. Celebrities have a slight negative or zero material impact on ad performance. Interesting. Don't, All celebrities? Don't blow, don't blow your money on celebrities. If you have a budget, don't worry about getting Justin Timberlake. That surprises me, though. Seems like the ones that kind of charmed us that we would talk about would be like, it was actually, I'm thinking of Justin Timberlake and um, what's his face sitting on a couch. Oh, that's a recent one. Um, That was last year, I think. Bye. Yeah, but I don't think that was a Super Bowl ad, was it? Yeah. Oh, walking. Walking. Christopher Walken for the, how do you pronounce it? It was a bye? Yeah, bye. Yeah. Um, Like a sort of a fizzy... Drink. drink yeah but anyway so they it say it tastes so like stevia just in case anyone was wondering. oh that's right you I, tried it for research did buy one. Yeah. yeah um but they say don't waste your money on celebrities well they don't put it that way but they say it has a uh, kind of little impact on ad performance other than driving social conversation so that was one of the 
things they study is social conversation. So again, it's really hard for me. How do you measure success? And this article, it didn't really say that because I don't think you can run a Super Bowl ad unless you're a very small company doing it for the very first time. And then you can very clearly see, oh, we've brought this amount of money in from the Super Bowl. Like, do you think that after the Super Bowl, Bud Wiser or even Bud Light are just like, boy, sales are really skyrocketing. It's just something they have to do now. Do you know what would be crazy if a brand like Bud, which is so associated with the Super Bowl, um, I mean, they do the, they're the one with the the, Clydesdales. The Clydesdales, right? Yeah, like. They are so associated with doing Super Bowl ad. What if one year they just like did no Super Bowl ad buy? They'd get just as much press as if they did like a great ad. Especially if they gave it to something interesting. If Ooh. they donated that money to like to a small podcast, a small podcast, <laughs> a small. You said we can't take gifts concern. anymore. Um, I'll make an exception for a giant corporation. <laughs> oh, we can't accept. And I will live in the small pocket, to moderate gifts. And I will live in the pocket. Of Budweiser, if that's what they want. The, uh, what Cheerfully. Is, what does Luke always say? We'll have the a Bud Light Michelada hot seat <laughs> in our studio. Um, so let's see. Oh, they say visually dark scenes. That's not dark emotionally, but visually dark scenes work better for auto and electronics. Luxury. Totally. Say luxury, mm-hmm. your Samsung ads, whatever. Um, lighter, scenes, lighter scenes yield better results for food and beverage and entertainment brands. Makes sense. Totally makes sense. Uh, Animated characters, more effective in ads that uh, are focused on sales rather than brand. So just like pushing people to actually... Take action, I guess. When we're when when there's a real call to action, we need some we need an animated character to right. tell us what to do. Oh boy, buy Crystal Pepsi now. <laughs> uh, it says spots with kids and music outperformed those with just one or the other. So they're saying don't double up pets and kids, but death double up kids and music. Weird. What about music and pets? I don't know. A, we got to get our hands. Card. We got to get our hands on that research. Um, what was the Super Bowl ad two years ago that had a didn't have a choir of kids sing? We watched it in L.A. It was the Super Bowl babies, and they right, sang that right. song "Kissed Kiss by a Rose." I right. Think. See, that seems like that would just push all the right buttons. You and I were net negative on that one, or just kind of neutral. Net neutral, I think. I think net neutral. I mean, I think we had some critiques of it. It wasn't terrible, but it, it was a kind of a good idea that I didn't think was wonderfully executed. Okay, last piece of advice I have for you, and it is for you, because it says first-time Super Bowl advertisers have been just as successful airing pre-existing creative in their game um, as opposed to creating new ads. Mm. So, in other words, if you've never advertised during a Super Bowl before, but you have advertised during other time slots... That you have some some boffo ad that's been you've like You've got your some piece. ad that you like. Go ahead and just air that again in the Super Bowl. Don't worry about like getting tons of press about it being a new special ad. You're going to have uh, just as good of results. It says, in fact, new creative doesn't always perform better. This stat in particular is interesting given how more Super Bowl marketers have been repurposing old creative ads for the game for the game so um not putting all of your money into you're spending five million dollars maybe i don't know are you doing a 30 second or a minute ad you're maybe spending 10 million dollars i'm spending 10 million it's a lot of clams yes so don't i would not make a new commercial i'm just gonna run my one 15 second ad four times Okay, in I a, like that. In, in, a, in, in a, a row. In a row. <laughs> it's called consistency. Yeah, it sounds like And some... it works. All right, well, it sounds like something that Geico would do. 
Yes, it does. <laughs> they only change one thing in each ad and then make Actually, that's viewers, not a bad idea. And make the viewers take a quiz in your last 15 seconds. You want to talk about interactive content? Did I just make a commercial? I think you just made a commercial. I just made a commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's new, Beavs? You know, I'm so glad we're just talking about what's new in commercials because I I think we sometimes struggle to come up with a, a category or some sort of organizing principle that that is good to talk about. But ultimately, the way most of us, certainly the way you and I watch commercials is we're watching television, commercials come on, we start thinking about them and talking about them. And weirdly, even though so much has changed with media and the way the media consumption patterns and Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and blah, 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 there is still this feeling in fall where like... It's back to school. It's back to school. And it's like new like new shows are on the air, back, like new commercials are on the air. And it does feel like there's a little bit of a, of a hitting of refresh mm-hmm. uh, on some of these, some of this content. Yeah. So well, I'm glad we're just talking about what, what's catching our eye. And we just have a few here we want to go over. Do you want to... I feel like I've been doing all the talking, but we'll start with this one only because uh, last week we talked about mostly football commercials. They weren't all sports related, but there were a bunch of commercials that were kind of uh, coming out at the beginning of the football season. Again, you're getting yeah. a lot Spoiler of Spoiler alert. Some of mine are football adjacent also. And we started by talking about the Super Bowl. I hope we're not going to lose listeners. We just went from five to four listeners. Well, I'm going to get all those sweet Ron and Don listeners soon. <laughs> right, so that's true. We won't need all these old ad counselors. Um, this is one. <laughs> we we need you. No, don't go anywhere. I was just... Go on, get. <laughs> Speaking we of. We never loved you anyway. Yeah, we have a good go on, get commercial here. It is very visual. I am going to play it for you, but I have to describe the whole thing so you can understand what's happening. I think this is my favorite favorite new commercial especially one that's football related it's a bud light ad and there's a couple of bros and they're at a, a sporting event of some sort i like we how everyone them. at the sporting event is wearing basically nondescript gray so that we can't tell what team they're isn't it kind for. of green i see a lot of green gray yeah but it's maybe, like yeah. a non it's just it's very nondescript so that we're not distracted by like oh it's a green bay game or right whatever. yeah 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 um and they're in the crowd and there's a guy who goes by uh you know a Bud Light vendor, and I think he's saying, Ice Cold Bud Light! Ice Cold Bud Light! And he says in a very distinct way. Um, and the guy turns to his buddy and he's like, wouldn't it be great to have this guy around all the time? And then we get into that fantasy. We see the guy at home maybe the next week watching the game with his uh, buddies in his living room. And then Ice Cold Although Bud Although it's not Light. treated as a fantasy. It's treated as if it's a wish come true. Yes, yes. And so um, and when the Bud Light guy comes through their living room and gives them all a bunch of beers, we see him in a shower. We don't see him in the shower, but we see a bathroom scene. Bathroom scene and uh bud light guy comes around and gives him a shower beer um but then as it goes on some of these scenes get a little bit more and more uncomfortable and and uh we see him trying to sleep and then the bud light guy comes into his bedroom and then he's at work and like the bud light guy is coming down the hallway through the cubicles um and then it ramps up to the point where um i think he's at a funeral at the very end and uh, 
Everybody's just silently praying. And then way, way in the background, you see the Bud Light guy starting to come up the wall. And if you've ever seen the movie It Follows, which is a great horror movie, the scene where he's at the funeral and the Bud Light guy appears in the background silently and and, and you as the viewer know that he's there, but no one else at the funeral realizes it. It's... it really steps right on that line between funny and horrifying. And it really evokes for me that movie where um, sort of a spectral presence follows the main character. It's um, just so well executed. Which I think is very well executed because it's a, it's, I love any, I love things that walk a line like that, that try to sort of straddle a genre. So let's take a listen to this. Let's go, Let's go, oh, I love it. Be awesome to have this guy around all the time. I love the way he says, Asco Bud Light here. Like they all have their individual calls, right? Right. Asco Bud Light here. They're in their Bud living Light. room. Bud Light? Asco Bud Light here. Bud Light's all around. Asco Bud Light. Here's the shower Light here. beer. Right here. Asco Bud Light here. Asco Bud Light here. At work. Asco Bud Light here. <laughs> oh, he's trying to watch a movie in the movie Asco theater. Here's the funeral. And the funeral is pretty much the last straw. We see him uh, in the guy's bedroom again. The guy's trying to sleep, and the uh, vendor is just yelling at him. And what happens is he's got to take him, just like Harry and the Hendersons, he's got to take him back to where he belongs. We see him go to the stadium again with his personal vendor, and the vendor's face looks, well, have you seen Harry and the Hendersons? He's a little confused. He's a little innocent. Yeah. He's a little worried. Why are we here? I was wrong. This is where you belong. I'll go before I change my mind. And then he looks at him for just a second, and he, I don't even know how to describe his face. It's just a, a curious, is everything okay? And then he realizes he's home. And that transition, that actor, I don't know who the actor is who's playing that vendor, but he does such a wonderful transition. They both do. I yeah. think I think the the guy who's his keeper is also doing a really good job. His keeper. Yeah, I think it's a it's a great ad. I mean, it's a, such a funny concept. And like you said, they've got I guess just unlimited ad dollars to play with. And yeah. so they get to try fun things like this. It's his forever vendor. <laughs> Here he found a forever home for his Bud Light vendor. Uh, so sorry I didn't get that in last week. Um, what do you have? State well, Farm. Oh, speaking of Super Bowl commercials, remember the CEO of State Farm had to step down a few years ago because of that commercial with the dead boy. Oh, that's right. That's another reason in this article today. That's why it's on the top of my mind. They were saying like, also, it's just like high stakes these days. If yeah. you're a CEO and you spend millions and millions of dollars on an ad and then it backfires. That one back. That one. I don't know who greenlit this. For those who don't remember, State Farm ran an ad a few years ago during the Super Bowl in which a little boy kind of narrates his whole experience. Like, I think it's like, I, I learned to ride a bike. I, I had a first kiss. I went to high school, blah, blah, blah. But then at the end, it sort of, it, it somehow flips around where he says, but none of those, I didn't get to do any of those things because I died in a car accident. <laughs> that didn't go over well. I remember we were watching it with folks and we're all like, what yeah. the hell? It was a real what the hell moment, but it didn't make me buy State Farm. <laughs> no, it didn't. Uh, anyway, so uh, this is a this is a State Farm ad. This is on your list, I'm assuming, because it's a good one. Well, I like these ones. Now, I said a, a number of my ads were football adjacent, meaning that they star some pretty well known foot, like, football players. 
Aaron Rodgers, uh, quarterback for the uh, Green Bay Packers, and Clay Matthews, who is a... Oh, he plays for the Packers, too. Yes, but I can't remember what his position is. Defense. He's a defensive guy. Defensive lineman, right? Probably. Um, Linebacker? I don't know. Um, So they have been doing State Farm ads for a while, and they are starting to develop this dynamic between the two of them that I really enjoy. And this is kind of the newest entry in this series or this campaign. The, The dynamic in this campaign is that Aaron Rodgers owns some nice shit, whatever that is, like his house or his truck or whatever. Like when they're trying to get capture the fly. In yes, his house, there's right? one where that I, I think we've talked about on this show where um, you realize that you you see like a golf club has gone through a window and you realize it's because Clay Matthews was trying to swat a fly in Aaron Rodgers' house <laughs> with it, and I think he sends it through the window and into the the windshield of Aaron Rodgers' truck. So. The the dynamic here is like Aaron Rodgers is a responsible guy who gets insurance. Clay Matthews is a big dumb oaf who's constantly <laughs> messing things up. And I kind of and think, they're both so charming. And they're both great at it. Yeah, and they're both they're both among the more talented football player actors. So this is the same basic dynamic. And I'm going to narrate it ahead of time because there's not a lot of dialogue. But what you see is there's a a drone, a little white drone that's kind of all smashed up and in the windshield of a black uh, truck, like pickup truck. The insurance agent is talking to Aaron Rodgers about it, and he's sort of mournfully saying, like, yeah, I never had a scratch on it until today. And then you hear the sounds. On the truck, of course. Not on the drone. Right, on the on the truck. Um, then you hear uh, the song. Um, oh, gosh, what's it called? What's the song? I don't know. It's the, it's, wanna... it's the theme of Greatest American Hero. Believe it or not, I'm oh, walking yeah, on air. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, and you realize that you're seeing the history of this truck or the life of the truck through his dog's memory there's dog's eyes and there's all these great scenes where he and the dog are riding in the truck together they're both hanging their head out the window <laughs> yeah, there's and, a scene where he's hanging his head out the window and with like his letting the out. letting the wind uh <laughs> ruffle their their fur and after the dog's memories are all played out um clay matthews enters the scene and you can see he has the drone controller in his... Of course, he was the dummy. He was who the was dummy who crashed it. Drones. And the dog, I think, like barks or growls at Clay Matthews for ruining his his best friend's truck and their, their time together. Let's, let's play it. Seven years, never a scratch. That's more than a scratch. Here's We're the dog fantasy. They're playing catch on the beach. Just the State Farm knows it's more than a truck, so why not give it the protection it deserves? I am so sorry. <laughs> so that last voice you heard was obviously Clay Matthews. Yeah, coming out of the woods with his remote control. Um, boy, that it's 30 seconds. It goes by like that. Yeah, I, yeah very would, econo- economical. I was going to say, you have this campaign that's already set up with um, Matthews and Rogers, right? Mm-hmm. And it's clean... And you got two really good, just, I mean, kind of clean messaging, funny, on point. And my instinct says, if I were in the room where they were pitching this, I would say, don't add another layer of having it through the dog's eyes. That just makes it more complicated. Like, just keep the bits going where somehow, you know, Aaron Rodgers is putting up with his dumb friend, Clay. And by the way, Clay Matthews is not dumb. I mean, you can tell he's probably one of the smartest guys in the league. He's uh, he's great. Uh, in kind of you know in acting roles like this, um, 
So my gut says don't add the dog, yet it works. It doesn't confuse me. It's, it's, what do you always say? Like, don't add that extra layer of a joke. Yeah, don't sometimes the I think jokes. adding another joke or another layer of joke doesn't work. In this case, I think they did need a little bit more. They needed to have one more turn of the screw for it to work because if they hadn't had the dog's for one thing, the dog's vision, the dog's memories of it add a lot of fun jokes to it, like a lot of visual jokes mm-hmm. of Rogers, like mirroring the dog's expressions and uh, having all these interactions with the dog. And you could have had it be through cl- through Rogers's memory, but then hmm. it's just sort of that's weird maudlin, right? And I think having the dog do it makes it funnier. And so I, I think in this case, it really does work. And it does. I agree. I'm just kind of, su- I, I I'm think kind of surprised. Keep, I think if they stick with the dog as a major character, it's probably a mistake. I think it should be just a mm-hmm. one-off. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, it's a good ad. It's funny how much I enjoy Aaron Rodgers in these commercials and just hate him so much when he's on the field. Yeah, you you just, you do hate him on the field. Yeah. But you don't hate, well, I guess quarterbacks are a whole separate issue. You can't like you don't hate Clay Matthews for being on the Packers. No, I don't. I, I but I just whatever. Like how dare Aaron Rodgers be really, really good? No, at he's football. really good at football. But and he did beat us. Yeah, he's really good at football. He's yeah, he's great. Um, anyway, um, I just football hate him. Uh, I don't really hate him. All right. So what else do you have on your list? Well, speaking of Clay Matthews, he's clearly uh, striking out on his own apart from his Aaron <gasps> Rodgers partnership. Does and Aaron know? I don't know. This is an ad that I saw that caught my attention. But I have to tell you, when I Googled it, I did not Google PlayStation View. I Googled Matthew's family ad because that's what Uh, it's about. I don't think I've seen this one. I don't don't know what this is. I'll I'll explain what it is so that you know what you're hearing. I had no idea what product it was for. Mm. And I only know now because I sat down and looked looked for it. I think it does a very poor job of connecting you to the product, maybe over a series of ads or a campaign that will change. This is for a product called PlayStation View. It's somehow, it's something that allows you to look at content on any different, like, monitor in your house, basically. It's about, like, convergence. Mm. The premise is that the Matthews family, so Clay Matthews and his is, uh, I guess, the third in a line of Clay Matthews. His dad played for the Browns. His dad was a Brown. His grandfather was also a professional football player. He has, I looked it up today, he's one of like 11 professional Matthews Mm. football players. And everyone in his family is basically a football player. So that's kind of what the premise of this ad is. Um, It's all of his family members, his dad, his mom, his sister, and his brother, all getting to watch football, or at least some content, on a, a different screen in their uh, house. And watching different stuff. Yeah, so there's a, there's something I want to get into after this, but let me just let it play out. Okay. That's former All-Pro linebacker Clay Matthews Jr., also known as Dad. We Matthews know a thing or two about football. With PlayStation View, they can watch live football on up to five devices at the same time. Nice. 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 Nice! Nice. Great. <laughs> Stay connected with football all season long, no matter where you are. Watch live football with PlayStation so View. So that last voice you're hearing is is Clay Matthews, who appears on the screen. The The penultimate voice that you heard was a man's voice kind of happily saying nice. Mm-hmm. That's, I assume, Clay Matthews' brother. And I think what's interesting and worth a little unpacking here 
is that every oh that was not a Packers joke, but oh. um, is that everyone else in the family, the mother, the father, the sister, are all and I looked this up. I think these are all his real family members mm-hmm. are all saying nice to 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 something that happened on this on the football in the football game, right? Because it gives me the impression that oh. They're all hooked up to the same device. They're all watching the same game. They're just seeing it on different devices. Right. Until Until you see brother who's watching it in the family living room. And he's got the he's got multiple boxes open on the screen, including like the football game is like a small one in the corner. But what he appears to be watching the mainly is some other show. It looks like either uh, like a drama like scandal or something yeah it looks like a scandal or yeah could it even maybe be um uh could Empire be like a real or... like a real housewives yeah, yeah. maybe it's unclear there's a it says abc in the corner yeah i'm i'm not sure what show that is i'm sure someone could tell me who knows who recognizes that the whoever the woman is in in the screen but clearly you have one member of the family notably it's the brother who's like whatever about football so what i want to know is like What's the takeaway from that? I think the joke is it's funny because everybody's into the game, but then at the end, like, the young man brother is actually paying more attention to, like, kind of a quote-unquote girly drama. So, like, is he supposed to be reading as gay? Oh, I don't think gay, just kind of the punchline is, because I, I, my guess is, and I don't know this, we should look it up, but he, if he's also a foot, an NFL football player, it's even more funny that he is not watching. You know, he's got the game on, but he's way more interested in whatever this ABC drama is where we see two women drinking wine. Well, I can't tell if he... He doesn't look like a football player. At least he's not one that I hunky. recognize. I mean, he's... I guess he's pretty hunky now look that, that I look, look at him. Look at that chin, man. Yeah, no, he's pretty hunky now that I... Now that look you at those arms. Screen. All right, so... His neck is as wide as his head. <laughs> But in a good, handsome way. All right. Well, I, I may be, I may be confused. I feel like there's a joke here that I'm not getting. Yeah, if he's famous and he, if he plays for an NFL team, and you and I are just not getting that joke, I think it's especially funny. Like, what if we saw like? But they went out of their way to identify Clay Matthews Jr. Right? Why aren't they? And then they show presumably a mom, presumably a daughter or sister, rather, right. I guess, from uh, Clay Matthews' uh, point perspective. And then this guy, and I don't know if we're not um, kind of football literate enough or why they stopped identifying the people once we identify the dad. Uh, it's not that well executed. I think it's a good ad, but as I, or I shouldn't say that I think it's a good ad. I think it's a um, kind of an engaging ad, but like I said, I didn't know what the what the product was when I went to look for it. I just remembered that there was something with the Matthews family. Yeah, and they could do a little bit more. They're trying to pack in a lot here. Be funny, be clever, get some celebrities in here, um, it, but also show the kind of usability of it. And mm-hmm. you and I, this being our only uh, exposure to it, up until that very last shot, I was still under the assumption that everybody can watch the same thing just on different devices. Right, but so maybe that's they, they maybe need that's to show a, a little bit more. Yeah, you can watch other stuff. Yeah. So anyway, okay, that's interesting. I had not seen that one at all. Um, you also have a TD Ameritrade. Yeah, I pulled this one up because it it stuck in my craw recently, and I think it's worth mentioning because another listener, and I apologize, listener, I don't remember um, which listener sent this in, but some listeners Someone start listing them. Yeah, just list all the listeners. Someone sent in an Ameri- a TD Ameritrade ad a while ago and said how much she hated it. Or I think she, maybe she posted it to, face, to the Facebook group because she felt like it was not speaking to her. It was like it assumed, you know, it talked about people having, you know, six figures in savings and what are they going to do with it? And I said, wow, it's interesting about perspective because 
the couple that they're talking to in this TD Ameritrade ad send a lot of signals to me and you, or maybe mm. particularly me, that are relatable. And I thought like, oh yeah, like this ad really speaks to me as like as a, a product or service that I, I should I could use. And then I saw this one on TV and I had exactly the same Hmm. just rubbed me the wrong way, sort of visceral dislike of it. And it really illustrates to me how specific these personas that they are talking to are in these TD Ameritrade campaigns. And there's a ton of TD Ameritrade ads. And I would venture to say somewhere in their grand, in their pantheon of ads, there's one that speaks to you, but the rest of them will piss you off. Huh, that's interesting, but they're being very targeted. Now, do you need to set it up? I'll I don't just, think I've seen it. Yeah, I'll just set this up. There's a woman who's probably in her... 40s, um, sort of, you know, moderately attractive uh, woman talking, sitting in kind of like, it almost looks like a, like a lounge or a, or like a hotel lobby or something. It's kind of a nondescript, but nice-ish setting. And she's talking to a TD Ameritrade guy. I think it might even be the same guy that I, that was in the ad that I liked, kind of a bearded guy with glasses uh, a little bit of a hipster, not a and hipster vibe. He but represents like, a client, or he represents the company. He's the company. He okay. rep- he's represents the investment. I think I remember counselor. him from the other one. Yeah, and the she, other one, the couple sitting on the couch talking to him. Right, and right. it looks okay. like they've come yeah. in for a meeting, and this is sort of the, a similar vibe. Like it's okay. a it's a potential customer sitting down for a discussion with an investment advisor. I was playing golf a couple of days ago. Uh, I love golf. I used to love golf. Wait, what? What happened? I was having a good round, and then my friend Sheila. Right as I was stepping into the tee box, mentioned a tip a pro gave her. No. Yep. Did it help? It completely ruined my game. Yeah, well, the truth is, that advice was never meant for you. I like you. Do you want to show me your swing? It's too soon. Get advice that's right for you. Investment management doesn't services. super work for me, but I don't have a visceral reaction to it the way you do. In fact, I almost feel like it's meta. Everything that you just said, setting up this commercial, how... Certain advice is good for some people and not others. I feel like maybe they're talking about their campaign. Like, if this commercial is not for you, we got another one for you. I think it's all true. I think it just for me, like, middle-aged woman who's out there golfing with Sheila and talking about pro tips is just not my reality. And it paints a picture for me in a, admittedly, very short amount of time. It paints a very complete picture for me. It's just not a picture that I like. Because and that's definitely going for a different wealth bracket than the other one that did speak to you, which was a, like a schlubby guy like me. It was like middle-aged And a beautiful young woman savers. like you. And a beautiful, a, a true American beauty like myself. No, it was, it was people just like us. And I think that's so fascinating. This, adds, this ad is ringing the bells, all the bells for some woman. For some woman who is probably... I mean, the the implication is that she's single. She's an, you know she's uh, independent. She's in her, you know. She's, oh, is that the implication? Why would it, where if she's going to talk to an investment advisor and she doesn't yeah. have a partner, why wouldn't she have a partner? Yeah. Why would her partner be there? What about the fact though that this is a kind of a casual golfing reference that is not just another middle aged guy? Like I haven't seen that in a commercial ever. Yeah, no, I think they're doing a ton of these, and you can tell they're cheaply, not cheaply made, but inexpensively made. Yeah, they seem kind of, you know, they're nice settings, good lighting and everything, but... All it takes is... Very limited set, two you just people need a on a set. set. Yeah. You, need a, you need a nicely lit room, this one beard guy that does all mm-hmm. the investment advice, and then a, a cavalcade of customers who can come in and present their personal little vignette, right? Unless it's a CGI beard. That's where a lot of the money goes. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of money goes in the CGI beard. 
just get a guy with a beard. It's just not, it's just not the same. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think it's an interesting approach because on the one hand, I think it's a very successful way of approaching it. And yet they seem to have found a way of sort of rubbing people the wrong way if it's not the one that speaks to you. I want to watch it again. I was playing golf a couple of days ago. I love golf. I used to love golf. Wait, what? What happened? I was having. They a seem to be in her billiards room. They're in her billiards room. Yeah, there's definitely a pool table in there and some nice um, pool cues racked up on a wall. And then my friend Sheila, right as I was stepping into the tee box, mentioned a tip a pro gave her. No. Yep. Did it help? It completely ruined my game. Yeah. Well, the truth is that advice was never meant for you. I like you. Do you want to show me your swing? It's too soon. I like Get it. Advice that's right for yeah, you. this is like her Investment downstairs ma- adult rumpus room. Look at this. She's got a billiard table in there with a beautiful billiard setup. Um, it looks like there's they're kind of sitting at like a a bar, kind of like an at home bar. Yeah. And there's some nice like like two fancy ass coffee makers down there. That I mean, like, what kind of life is she living that she needs all of this space? I don't know. But I actually really like this actress. I think that like, I don't know. She's doing a lot with her face. I think she's pretty funny. And um, Listen, I don't think about, um, I don't, as you know, and hate, like, I don't think about the future as much. So these type of commercials tend to wash over me, but strictly aesthetically, I don't know how to say words anymore. But uh, I just think that she's, I just think that she seems like a very likable, funny, quasi sardonic woman. She just gives me a, a bad vibe. Huh. I just think I've had to sit through a lot of benefit lunches with women like her. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I'm not really exposed to the upper crust much, so I haven't developed that patina of ill will. Um, all right, so do you maybe one more, I think, you have here? Yeah, Our DraftKings is back? DraftKings is back. And I got to give credit where credit is due on this. I had not seen this in the wild, um, but I made a joke about gout. At uh, when we were watching the Patriot or the sorry the Patriots God when we were watching the Seahawks game this mm. weekend and uh, Luke your co-host uh, and our friend was there and he said oh have you seen that also a beautiful woman <laughs> have you seen that DraftKings ad where gout is the punchline and I hadn't but I wanted to see it and DraftKings for those who don't remember um, is like this sort of quasi gambling site for um, fantasy football uh, you could they 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 squeak through some sort of loophole that allows them to advertise and, and be, a, be a company, even though they're pretty shady. About two uh, football seasons ago, they were huge. It was DraftKings and um, one other similar service, who I believe have merged now both into DraftKings. I could be wrong about that. They These ads were on constantly, and I felt like they were on constantly during football games, yet we learned last week that the NFL does not allow gambling to be advertised during football games, so I don't remember, but they were all over the place. And I've been wondering about them because they a few states outlawed the site yeah. and there's a lot of bad, you know, kind of backlash. And then I hadn't seen anything. It might in a be long the time. reason that I haven't seen this in the while, though Luke said he's seen it, so I'm hmm. not sure. Um, is that maybe it's not allowed to be on Washington broadcast television Ooh, anyway that could be yeah because what travels on maybe saw it in a different state what you might remember about the DraftKings ads from back in the day was they were super cheaply made they were mm-hmm. just thrown together um terrible you know non basically non-professional actors just sort of screaming about the draft they Cle- were so bad these i feel like they are on the same trajectory as sort of the um the energy shots Oh, yeah. Like, those used to be really, really cheaply made, and then they kind of started getting a little nicer. This is maybe, this is like a Geico-level 
quality of ad making. So what you're going to hear is there's a guy sitting in a doctor's office. He's wearing, you know, a paper robe. Um, Obviously, he's there for a checkup. And the doctor is speaking to him and telling him um, what he's suffering from. What's the verdict, Dr. Afkins? Blood work says it's drafted. This <laughs> when your fantasy football draft is finished. You become depressed. All you want to do is keep drafting. What can I do? DraftKings. It's quick and easy to draft a new team every week. Just play this and I'm cured? No. No, 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 no. You've got gout. But, but I can keep drafting, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, you can keep drafting. <laughs> I got the gout. You got the gout. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about it's the only disease, maybe not the only, but it's a rare disease that be- you always have to say the. Yeah. Kind of like, I guess Ukraine, you don't say that about anymore, but it used to be the Ukraine. Right. Like, you don't say... They don't... I, the Ukrainians hate that, by the way. I don't have the flu. Well, I guess you don't. I have the flu, huh? Right. But or I the, have Or the cold. diabetes. I have the diabetes. That's pretty great. That's wonderful. Yeah. So thanks to Luke for uh, hipping me to that one. All right. Uh, if you guys see any new commercials out there um, that are just kind of popping up this time of the year, send them our way. You can always get at us on the uh, Facebook page. Look for After These Messages or email us at After These Messages Show at gmail.com. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. While we're giving away personal information here, let me give you our number as well. 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. The reason I bring that up is, uh, Genevieve, you and I said, I don't know how this damn thing started, but we mentioned that if you call into our voicemail line and sing a commercial... We're pretty much powerless to not play that, right? Yeah, it's true. Um, and we played one last week that was wonderful. Uh, do you remember? And that's been going in my that? in my head uh, all week. Hot, so hot. Oh, that's hot, right. Hot yeah, that's right. Dress it up. Dress it down. It was Chris called in and yes. sang a song of a McDonald's commercial from the early like 2000s. The or, oh, that was mid eighties. Yeah. Oh, right. Of course, we even discussed that exact point when it came out. Um, well. God bless you guys. Please call us and <laughs> sing because we will play it. This is uh, Lauren in Florida performing a Bud Light ad that she and her friends used to do together. Apparently, th- and I remember these ads. Um, they, these were radio ads, by the way, and her and her friends loved them so much that th- one of her friends collected them all on a CD and they all had CDs of them. Oh my God. And she had to, to send me the original. She had to uh, like try to contact one of her old friends, I think to get it. But um, do you want to start by hearing her? uh, This is not just singing. This is a full performance. Yeah, no, I want to, let's start. I like to hear the, the listener version. Then I like to see how it compares to the original. Trying to think if I should set this up or not. Um, you'll probably remember this campaign. These were these um, Bud Light campaigns where it was an ode to some yes, manly man. I remember that. Yeah, right? absolutely. Okay, here she is doing the one uh, dedicated to the man who invented the taco salad. Bud Light presents real men of genius. Real men of genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Giant Taco Salad Inventor. Mr. Giant Taco Salad Inventor! A culinary creation that baffles the human mind. A 12,000 calorie salad. Ah, caramba! Ground beef. Refried beans. 
guacamole, cheese, sour cream, and if there's still room, a few shreds of lettuce. I don't see no lettuce. <laughs> I may ask, is your taco salad healthy? Of course it's healthy. It's a salad, isn't it? You can eat that deep-fried crunchy bowl. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light conquistador of the calorie. You put the feast in fiesta. Mr. Giant Taco Salad Inventor. Oh, my Bud God. Bud Light Beer. Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> that, right. so that was good. <laughs> that was so good. I love it. Do you and, want to... I, and I don't even, I know what the original sound like. Play the original, but she... Yes nailed it she really did okay here's here's the original i could tell this was pulled off of a cd because of the way it was all labeled these by the way while my computer unlocks here for a second um almost seem like the precursors a little bit to the arby's we had the meats and i'm not saying that just because it's a big booming voice possibly by an african-american or maybe i am saying it exactly for that reason bud light presents real men of genius Real man of genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Giant Taco Salad Inventor. Mr. Giant Taco Salad Inventor. A culinary creation that baffles the human mind. A 12,000 calorie salad. Acromba. Ground beef. <laughs> you know what I should have done? Maybe I'll do this after the show and just send it to Lauren. Is I'm going to mash up her singing this with the original. That'd be great. Some may ask, is your taco salad healthy? Of course it is. It's a salad, isn't it? You can eat that deep-fried crunchy bowl. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light conquistador of the calorie. You put the feast in fiesta. Mr. Giant Taco Salad Inventor. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. You know, we have listeners who long, long before the show ever existed made CDs I know. and passed them around of commercials. Yes, that's why we still have listeners, because this uh, this this idea of commercials strikes a nerve. Lauren, you're a P1. You are. Uh, Lauren, that was fantastic. That and was you, fantastic, You totally it? nailed it. Um, okay, so I have another one here from uh, listener Melisandra in New York who left us this performance. I'm pretty sure she sets it up. Hi, this is Melisandre. Um, oh, I messed up Dennis, your name. Sorry, Melisande. And I was going to sing you a PSA from my childhood, um, where these uh, four these four pills have um, fallen out of the bottle, and they're worried that some kids think that you know that they're yummy to eat. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> this is serious, serious. We could make you delirious, delirious. <laughs> You should have a healthy fear of us, fear of us. Too much of us is dangerous. Oh, 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 oh. doctors tell the pharmacy, pharmacy types of pills that you will need, you will need. And they know the harm that we can be, we can be if we're not taken carefully. Oh, 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 oh. we're not candy. We need it, even though we look so fine and dandy. When you're sick, we come in handy, but... We are not candy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
you should have seen oh, Melisande. If you could have seen Genevieve's God. face during that. That she, is delightful. <laughs> and I will tell you this. She sent me the original, too. Now, this is very old, so the sound quality is not good. It's from 1985. But I will tell you. Melisande does a million times of a better job than they, these guys do. It w- hers was delightful. <laughs> you were looking like um, uh, Lucille Bluth, like clapping <laughs> your hands, like you, like you just saw Gene Parmesan during that whole thing. So here, Melisande sent this. I'm going to play it. down now because uh, again Melisande was a million times yeah. better and uh, the sound quality in this I think is going to give people a headache uh, but that is just wonderful I man. love it and I've never uh, seen that PSA that's really good it makes me so happy to know that all across America there are little bits of flotsam and jetsam of songs of commercial songs just glued in people's yes. brains and it'll never come out here's what I'm going to do uh, I want you guys to keep on calling in. Yes. Again, I'm going to read out the number here. The number is 607-444-5597. Um, I want you guys to keep calling in and singing commercials. And I want a new end game. It's not just that we'll play it on the show, which we will. I'm going to put together a CD or oh, some yeah. sort of a digital mixtape um, of all of you guys singing these songs. And we will give it away as some sort of a prize or something at yes. some point. But that's... We never know what to offer the listeners. That's what we're going to offer the listeners. That's so great. Yeah. Well, Thank first you. they're going to do the hard work. You're going to do all the hard work. And, and then, then we're going to mix it we're up together. We're going to steal all of your intellectual property and probably a lot of other advertisers' intellectual property, if we're really being honest. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but that's but what we do here. That's what we do. And also, we'll, I'll probably end up stealing the blank CDs, too, from a Staples. Sounds so good. a lot of theft going on. <laughs> also, if you work at a Staples, hit us up. <laughs> All from the staples. <laughs> right, I have some other things here, but honestly, like hearing those wonderful oh songs, God, I just want to so end it good. there. And uh, and again, um, I'm going to give you that number one more time: 607-444-5597. You know you're inspired. Yes. You know you want to jump on this train. Get on this train. It's Do a good it. train. <laughs> you can sell anything. Andrew, thank you so much for producing this whole show. I didn't. I know you think that I helped, but I that's you did. A, that is an I illusion. I didn't even see a bunch of the ads that we talked about. <laughs> How could I have produced the whole show? Anyway, that was tons of fun. It was fun. Thank I you. I can't thank the listeners enough for uh, for calling in with those yeah, uh, the, voicemails. Easily the best content. Oh my god, we should is have our listener singers. Thank you so much. 607-444-5597 is the jingle line. Uh, you can also join us on the Facebook group page. Please do it. It's a fun, vibrant family-friendly community over there. And growing every week. And growing every week. Mostly family-friendly. I, mean, I think it's... Some... You know, it depends on the family. Right. Exactly. No, no. It's all It's all good. I don't even know why. what I was talking about there. Uh, and also, uh, email us after these messages... After these messages show at gmail.com. Again, that's after these messages show at gmail.com. Genevieve finally gave me the passwords so uh, I can read your emails as well. All right, Veeves. This was episode number 98, by the way. 
number 99 next week. Number 99. Yeah, number 99. Number 99. <laughs> You're just gearing up. Oh, and don't forget, listen to Vives say things like number 99 <laughs> this Friday on the Ron and Don Show, 4 to 7, local time here in Seattle. Probably my first and last uh, debut on the radio, so tune in. Don't miss it. All right. Thanks, Vives. Talk to you guys next week. I burn headband. My eyes all droopy. I have gooey foodies. Zoobies in my poopy. They all like, well, he's you too proud. I'm like, you would be too if you had the juice now. Oh.